if you think about it that way, your appearance isn't a value per se, because it, you can't treat yourself, others, or the world with appearance, you know? And so what is it that's actually important to you? Is it, you know, self-care? Is it, you know, being active? Is it taking a, a deeper dive into, okay, what are the actual, you know, behaviors that are important? Welcome to the Level Up Growth Podcast, the podcast where you can learn ways to take your personal development and growth a step further so that you can be the person you want to be and have the life you want to have. I'm Grace, a naturopathic doctor. And I'm Kelsey, a registered clinical counselor. We've both been on and continue to be on our own personal growth journeys. And on this show, we'll explore a range of topics that we can all use to level up our minds, bodies, emotions, and spirit. So let's get started on today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Level Up Growth Podcast. Thank you so much as always for tuning in and today as promised, and to be honest, we kind of forgot about it, <laughs> we're doing part two of body image and this time we're going to talk more about strategies or actionable tips to kind of address body image if you are struggling with it or you know anyone that is struggling with their appearance or their self-worth in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, last time we talked a lot about why this happens for us and, you know, how common it is for us to struggle with body image. And it doesn't have to be a permanent struggle because I think Grace and I both talked last time about how we have struggled more in the past than we certainly do now. And so um, there are definitely things that you can learn over time that can be very helpful. Yeah. And I think that that whole principle, like just because you struggled before, doesn't mean to struggle as much now. It applies to most things that we talk about. Like it's, you'll never, I don't know, maybe you disagree with this, see <laughs> but I'm like, you never really get, I think, 100% perfect on everything, right? It's always this like asymptotic goal that you're working towards, kind of like fitness. There's no end point. Like it's forever developing and growing and changing. Totally. I won't pretend that every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, I look amazing. It's like, no, of course not. I still have those <laughs> days where it's like, ah, uh, <laughs> right. Totally. But then it's being able to move on from that very quickly and kind of catch myself mm. when that happens so that it's not the thing that I follow. Yeah, exactly. Or it's that maybe now you're at a place where how you feel about yourself or your appearance that day doesn't deter you from doing certain activities. It doesn't hinder your life in certain aspects because to me, that's kind of what I worry about the most that if someone is overvaluing their appearance and they say they have a bad body image day that day, maybe they won't see any friends and they won't mm -hmm. do all these activities that they had planned because of that bad day. And that I think is way more harmful to our mental health than other things. And it's like the biggest part of why body image is important to address. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes even just having that day where like, oh, I'm just going to avoid certain foods that day, even if it's not mm -hmm. like normal behavior, that can also happen, right? Or, you know, if your plans to go to the beach, then you don't want to wear a bikini, for example, or you want to wear a t-shirt to cover up or, you know, for guys too, if they, you know, typically mm -hmm. well, guys go shirtless at the beach, but if you'll suddenly have this bad body image day, you might want to put it, keep your t-shirt on that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we care about how it affects your ability to live your life. And yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, so I think last time we all talked about how most people value their appearance to some extent. <laughs> and it's really when we yeah overvalue it that that's when it can get kind of problematic um, or get in the way of other aspects of your life that you care about. So what do you think is a strategy that people can employ to help them with building some self-worth? Yeah, I mean, I think if we're talking about self-worth, self-compassion... <laughs> yeah i I know (laughs) it's so boring it's literally the same answer for everything (laughs) we promise we have more this time than just self-compassion but (laughs) i do think self-compassion is important because it is helpful for those times when we are really hard on ourselves for our body that's when self-compassion is the most useful it's like okay yes i know my body is not maybe perfect or exactly how i want it to be or you know whatever and like that's okay i'm here for you like what would you say to your friend if your friend was like "Mm, I am ugly or I, you know, look at this extra role like you or, you know, or whatever. Right. Or I don't like this blemish. You would validate your friend and you would talk to them kindly. And so if you think about it, why wouldn't we just do that for ourselves then when we have those thoughts? Yeah, I think that I mean, there's this meme. It's I think a bit older now, but it was like, oh, you know, rest, slow down, slow down. Like it's okay to take your time and then there's this other little thing it's like but not me not you like Mm. it just says like yeah it's not okay for me to do all these things I'm telling you to do but it's Mm. fine if everyone else does those things Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I think we need to catch ourselves in those thoughts too right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I do find that doing imagery like pretending like you are speaking to yourself like you would be a friend or something you care a lot about does help because it puts you it's empathy right it's putting mm-hmm. yourself into your own shoes, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting when I like think back, because I shared last time that when I was in my first year of university, I struggled more with body image. And when I think back to like, okay, what did I do during that time to change that narrative? And it actually took me a long time to change, fully change the narrative, but to at least get out of some of those, you know, unhelpful behaviors that were associated with it, it was like, okay, like A, not trying not to weigh myself as often, B, you know, trying to speak kinder to myself even then before I really knew anything about self-compassion nobody told me to this like it's no no like it's okay I actually don't look the way that I think I look like I recognize that that was a misperception and was like okay that's it's not accurate and I just and I didn't even necessarily go much beyond that but just noticing that what I'm seeing is not actually the case right and it kind mm-hmm. of baby steps off that Hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I kind of did the same thing when I was struggling a lot in my second year university, funny enough. <laughs> like even writing, it sounds so stupid, but like writing notes for myself and just reading those every day because it's kind of along those lines of fake till you make it, right? Which can be helpful sometimes, but not helpful in other contexts. But for me at that point, it was like just reading the same things over and over again until slowly it seeps into your subconscious <laughs> and you're like hey maybe I am okay <laughs> like maybe I do look okay or maybe I finally kind of have a greater appreciation from what my body can do whereas before when I first started it was like yeah 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 my legs like carry me blah 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 you know what I mean it's like when people are forced to do those grateful or those gratitude journals and it's just like this forced like spewing of things <laughs> that's what it felt like in the beginning but eventually it it did change and it was very slow but it's what helped me as well that like compassionate self-talk mm-hmm. yeah it's funny I was I was doing some self-compassion exercises with 
clients the other day, not specifically about body image, but you know, we're, was doing like a loving kindness meditation. Yeah. I was reading from the the workbook and you know, in the workbook, it essentially says with loving kindness meditations, you kind of got to fake it till you make it. It will work if you keep doing it. And so it does seem like kind of like, eh, at first for everybody. And then the more you do it, the more effect it has. So yeah, I think that those kind of like little compassionate notes or, you know, mm-hmm. even, even I, I listened to the Unfuck Your Brain podcast with Carl Lowenthal, who would be a dream guest. So if anybody knows her and wants to help get her on, that'd be great. But, you know, she, when she talks about stuff like this, she often says like, and she uses very different strategies than I would use maybe, but I, I do like some person that like, let's pick a neutral thought. Like I have a human body. So you don't even have to say that your body is amazing and beautiful and, you know, all these things. You just say something that is a fact that your brain can believe that is, you know, like a neutral thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, instead of body positivity, it's body neutrality. So you just accept that your body is this way on the day. Yeah. I think that's a, a great idea as well. Another strategy that I really like in the self-compassion round is just like that idea of a compassionate body scan. So I think we've talked about body scans on the podcast before, but you know, in the compassionate body scan, you're using compassionate language to think parts of your body that, you know, again, is a little bit that gratitude, but it, it is such a nice way to speak to your body instead, including the parts of your body you don't like. And if there are things that you don't like, acknowledging your the suffering and the pain that comes with not liking that. And so it's, yeah, using all that great compassionate language to speak to your body differently as you go through the body scan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I've done those before and it's like, I can feel my body relaxing as I'm doing it, right? Because it's like, I don't realize I'm holding tension, especially my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think that I'm relaxed, but then once you go through it, you're like, wow, I'm actually so tense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And relaxation is the bonus of that. But it's so interesting mm-hmm. like that it just will naturally happen for most people. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very, very cool. So it's like you get two birds with one stone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I guess for myself, I really like I really like journaling and writing things down. And that's definitely a personal preference. But exercises that I've done with patients is something as simple as I have a lot of people approach naturopaths, I would say for weight loss. And the narrative is very similar to if I could just lose five pounds, I'd be so much happier, which in reality, it's like, well, it's not your body. That's the problem. It's your perception of what's wrong with your body. And then when you lose the five pounds, will it really be that much better? Because it's fleeting. Like this is something that can be gone in a month again. And then maybe you'll feel like shit again. That obviously had no long-term impact for you. So sometimes with people, when they, when I feel like they don't have a good, maybe, yeah, maybe like the best grasp on how much they truly value, how much emphasis they put on their body or shape, we do a little pie chart. So I ask them to list things that are important to them and yeah, things are important to them. So things like appearance, your your fitness, relationships, hobbies, career, your academic or your knowledge, knowledgeable pursuits, things like that. And then just rank them in terms of one to six, what's most important to you. And then try to give each thing percentages and then just plug into a pie chart. And when you see, and it's very rough, obviously, it's a very, very rough way to do things. But when you plug things into a pie chart, I think because it's just a circle and it's very visual, it helps people to see that, oh, even if it's say 30% that I value my appearance, that's way more than I thought that I 
valued my hobbies, right? Which I actually care about way more, or I thought I cared about way more, but clearly Mm -hmm. not based on what I've written. So I think it can be helpful to bring perspective to people, but it is not for everyone, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I like that. It's basically we're taking as valued life domains, right? Like Mm -hmm. these big categories of life and what's important to you. And then I think I think from there, where my mind kind of goes is then, can we bring actual values, how we treat ourselves, others in the world into that? And if you think about it that way, your appearance isn't a value per Mm -hmm. se, because you can't treat yourself, others or the world with appearance, you know? And so what is it that's actually important to you? Is it, you know, self-care? Is it, you know, being active? Is it taking a, a deeper dive into, okay, what are the actual you know behaviors that are important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and that requires identifying what your values are even very roughly right yeah. like super super roughly and just being like okay how do my core values correspond with my investment in my appearance how can i bring these things together maybe in a little bit yeah but i totally agree once you kind of Yeah, I think once you kind of look at your little chart and establish these life domains, using value aligned goal setting can help you get maybe like make that pie chart look more like what you actually want to look like versus what it looks like now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another thing I really like is journal prompts. I just Mm -hmm. love writing. I think it's such a valuable tool that is generally, I would say, accessible to people in that you just need a writing utensil and a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's when you write things down, you have to complete that whole thought versus when you're just thinking, like when I read a prompt and I just think it through my head, I will just go on a trillion tangents. And it's not really that helpful because you never complete one thought. And then you're like, where am I? What am I doing? (laughs) But when you're writing, because it's so goddamn slow and your mind's running so fast, you can only go so fast, right? So your hand's always catching up. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why I really like writing or journaling. So some prompts I'll use with patients is things like, when did my appearance become important to me? Is my appearance more important than other areas of my life? What do I neglect in order to focus on my appearance? And then Mm -hmm. back to the values, how do my core values correspond with investment in my appearance? Mm -hmm. Um, And these things I usually find people start to acknowledge how external pressures have affected how they see their body. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas maybe before that they were like, no, this is what I think beauty is like, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, usually people get upset. They're like, wow, media is really so toxic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and usually how we, how we view things like body come from external sources, right? What are hearsay and family and media and all those other things that you know really really influence those those perceptions for us mm-hmm. uh, i think kind of tangenting off of that like unfollowing social media content that's unhelpful right we've talked about this before mm-hmm. when we did our social media episode and i think right if you're if you're only following really you know skinny people or people you feel like the your beauty ideals and you're never ever seeing anybody any other body type that's probably has a huge influence on not just your perception but your overall mental health Mm -hmm. yeah i agree it's like to 
Yeah, I think some parts of developing a more neutral or even positive body image is to filter out unhelpful influences, whether that be from social media or real life people, like people that make body comments all the time, Mm. I think is really annoying. (laughs) Even though I I know like most of the time it's never meant to be something malicious, but it's just that people are not aware (laughs) how Mm. their words can affect someone, how someone will take those words. Yeah. And I think it's also about conceptualizing beauty more broadly. So that's where like representation comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think representation is hugely important. And again, I think where you're accessing your media and that is really, really important in that. And then kind of, I guess, on what you said about, you know, what other people are saying about your body or their body, but like noticing that body shaming is happening. And if people are body shaming you, that was a great time for you to set a boundary with them. So go back to our setting boundaries episode, right? Because that, you know, no one has the right to comment on your body really Mm -hmm. i don't ever comment on my friends bodies or my family members bodies or you know it's i don't have the right to do that i think everybody can take care of themselves the best way that they know how and want to and it's nothing to do with me um and i think Mm -hmm. just you know and if anybody were to comment on my body i would definitely set that boundary with them of that's not actually cool to say and like i have had friends in the past say like oh like i noticed you you tend to wear like really looser fitting clothing you look really good more form-fitting clothing i'm like oh yeah i realize i do but i actually just feel more comfortable and it's the thing to the body image mm-hmm. just like i like physically feel comfortable yeah i physically like, can move around more <laughs> yeah, yeah my t-shirts are like a little bit and like when i say my t-shirts it's just like i'm wearing a size extra small like and i'm still it's just it's just the way the t-shirt fits and that's the, that's fine but please don't do not comment on that because mm-hmm. I can choose my own clothes. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if I wanted to use a size that was bigger just because it was more comfortable, I can. And same thing, you know, when people, sometimes people will comment on people who are in bigger bodies who are wearing something that may be like, quote unquote, too small. But if they feel comfortable in it, why would you comment on that? There is no, there's mm-hmm. no point. You don't have the right to. This is about an individual's comfort. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, what are you trying to achieve? But then- on the other hand, it's like with the people that comment, oh, you have really nice arms or something. And it's like, mm. you know, they, they mean well, but mm. at the same time, does that mean if my arms look different, they wouldn't be really nice? Like, because they change. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. And that's what I think. But I know that's not maybe like what everyone thinks. But because if everyone thought that, they wouldn't make comments like that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's that's like also the harm, I would say, behind giving a body compliment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so kind of come back to that boundary setting, right? Is if you do not feel comfortable with the things that other people are saying to you about your body, please set that boundary with them. And, you know, most people will not get offended by you saying, hey, I'd rather you not make comments on my body or, you know, or whatever your boundary in specifically is and most people always be like oh didn't realize and then kind of move on right mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely I think also a big part of accepting and having a neutral body image is body image flexibility so being able to and understanding that your feelings towards your body will change on a daily basis. But that doesn't mean that like your behaviors have to change as well. You can still engage in value consistent behavior or actions, despite Mm -hmm. how you feel about your body, maybe on the days 
for example, like I know a lot of people, they when they feel really good about their body, they're doing way more things. They dress、mm-hmm. up way more. They participate way more. And when they feel poorly about their body, they don't engage in any of those activities. They wear really baggy clothes to the gym, or you know things like that. And on a good day, they wear nothing at the gym. <laughs> A bad day. They wear so many layers at the gym, and it's just like, no, you can have consistent behaviors, and just know that your feelings and thoughts, which trick you, right? They change day to day, and it's not consistent with actual reality all the time. Yeah, I think remembering that our thoughts and feelings about everything change consistently, right? And this is this is about acceptance: is that your feelings fluctuate throughout every day. Even if you are really struggling with some aspect of your mental health, it's not consistently at the same level. Like it is fluctuating throughout the day, and it's definitely fluctuating day to day. And same with our thoughts. We have like I've heard estimates of anywhere between six thousand to fifty thousand thoughts a day. So I don't think anybody really knows, but at minimum six thousand thoughts a day, and most of them、mm-hmm. we don't really pay a lot of attention to, and they're always changing, right? So just remembering those pieces as well.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think those things are hard to remember in the beginning, but it gets easier because it gets easier. And I always think of it like for me, I, it gets easier to squish those unwanted thoughts or quickly extinguish the thoughts that don't really serve me that well. But they still come up, and I can still be like, "Oh yeah, they're still here." But I just I can move past them so much faster than I used to be able to. Now this is all about practice, 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 practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the awareness too, right? To be like, oh, this is normal, or like, I sh- I can expect this to happen, and that way I can be kind of repaired as best、mm-hmm. I can. Mm-hmm. And having that idea of oh, it's so interesting that my thoughts are like this, or my feelings are like this. So you know, kind of being that curious, mindful observer of your experience.、Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Any other thoughts, Kelsey? My other thought was, you know, also just assessing like how you feel, like how your body actually feels. So not about the physical appearance, but like, I feel pretty good and well rested, and I am, you know, satisfied as far as appetite goes. I haven't eaten too much, haven't eaten too little. Noticing those things about your body and like, oh yeah, I feel like I have some energy, or I could go for a run, or I don't have to, or I kind of feel tired, and like that's okay. I'll just, you know, I'll rest instead. I think. Noticing those、mm. things, and obviously, if anybody has a chronic illness or chronic pain, we're understand we're in a little bit of different category. But you can still notice some of the some of those things without it, you know, going into that that pain or discomfort experience. But also just noticing things like I'm eating pretty healthy and I'm getting some exercise every day. Those are good things for your body, right? Having proper nutrition, Grace, you could probably speak this better, and just and consistent, you know, some kind of exercise, whether that's going for a walk around the block or going to the gym, right? Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's just shifting from weight focused or body image focused to more health, truly health focused, right? And that's why it's like if people that so called care about your health that comment on all your behaviors, they don't actually care about your health, right? Because、mm-hmm. you can't tell someone's health by looking at them. Like you have no idea what their actions or behaviors are.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, a lot of this stuff comes back to the value of. Caring or self-caring, right? What am I doing to care for myself? And that is everything from the way that I speak to myself to what I put into my body to getting rest to doing some exercise to, you know, knowing that I don't need to follow all my thoughts and accepting some of my. All of this is a part of self-caring, and I think for a lot of people would. Well, most people will say they struggle with self-caring, but a lot of people probably are thinking, "Okay, that is actually what's important more than." How I look, and if you don't, that's okay. You don't have to, but is is a pretty common、mm. one to come up. 
Anything else you'd add, Griggs? Um, no, I don't think so, really. I think that for those listening, more people, or I would say even maybe everyone, <laughs> struggles with their body image in some way. So it's not just like some isolated people that don't fit the beauty ideal. Even the people that fit the beauty ideal still struggle with their body image, like almost mm -hmm. guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you even hear celebrities talk about that all the time. So yeah 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 okay well i hope that these strategies were somewhat helpful <laughs> if anybody has more questions about them or wants to connect with myself or grace about this or anything else please reach out to us on social media we're both happy to respond and engage with you and yeah if you already have any questions or comments about the show in general please let us know and please you know what we'd really love is if you could just share this show with friends if you are enjoying it and feel like you're getting something out of it, please just let other people in your life know. We want to help. We want to help people. So, you know, growing the, the podcast is a part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much again for listening to today's episode. Make sure to connect with us on social media with your takeaways from the show any questions you may have and let us know what topic you're interested in. Your support means so much to us. So please subscribe to the show, rate and review if you enjoy it. We'll talk to you next week on Level Up Growth.